Welcome to Flying Fiction. I am your host, Eric, and joining me today is Figure and a very special guest. Can you introduce yourself? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? This is uh, Tyler from uh, DrawnTalkYouTube.com slash DrawnTalk. And uh, yeah, I'm just a writer and artist, and I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been long for me to get here, so that's my bad. Oh, no, no. We, we, like, we want to get used to like recording for a while. Before we try to invite you, you're like, um, it, inspired us. yeah. <laughs> well, like we saw your video, like how to build a fan base. You're like, you know, you know, it seems like a pretty fun idea. So we'll, we'll start a podcast too, right? It's fine because uh, at least if anything, you guys can talk about whatever you want. You can share it around, and it's just a, like a building block. Well, we've been mostly talking about like fiction using like manga and comics at this point. Yeah, like only only when I have like figure central like central episodes and like we talk about only manga, because uh he, he's he's the he's the bigger manga reader like the three of us. Well, he mostly reads manga the three of us, but he, like he occasionally reads the indie comics because he doesn't like superheroes. Some mainstream stuff like some Vertigo stuff I'll hit up like Frostbite Vertigo. Well, I have my desk right now. Well, end up enjoying because it felt more like an indie comic. They're, they're, they're like indie comics. So, for those of you who don't know, Draw and Talk here is a indie comic creator who's like created Demons and uh, Handyman and also the artist for Undead Row, which are pretty cool, radical looking stuff. I guess you can check them out. So, so wait, draw, so um, can I call you Tyler? or do you want to Yeah, you can call me whatever you want. Oh, okay, okay. So, Tyler, Ty- draw the man. So, so, Tyler, like, uh, what got you into indie comics, like, creating them? So, um, I've always enjoyed. Um, drawing and writing and I remember in like fourth or it was was fifth grade there was a kid in my class named Chad Webb and he introduced me to manga and I was like he showed me he he gave me a Shonen Jump Weekly he was like hey this is yours and I was like okay thanks and um, I thought it was the coolest thing ever I was like this is so dope Um, I don't know what this is I didn't know it was called manga I just knew I had a book full of like manga in it and um, I remember and I saw and he was really good at drawing and so I wanted to be like just like him so I started drawing I started drawing um and then uh got he something happened at the end at the end of our school year and it prompted his like it prompted his parents to yank him and his brother out of our school district because of this prank that we pulled it was it was bad enough that like our whole classroom was in the principal's office, and his parents were like, "We gotta get these, get our kids out." And so his parting gift to me was this was another Shonen Jump Weekly, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is even better!" And I started drawing, I started making my own comics, but it was an, it was in a manga style. And then, um, so and I still have those. I created a 500 page comic called The Quiet Spy. 500 pages. How long? Today, from like fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And it's just done on um, white paper, printer paper and, and pencil. And, but I still have it. It's in, it's in my room. And I would staple each issue together. And, uh, but like, that was like my dark secret that no one knew me. Like, that no one knew I could draw. No, no one knew I was making this comic book. And then, when, then I moved to England uh, in, eighth, in eighth grade. And, the, and um, I, I, had a, I finally had a chance to quote-unquote be popular because I was American. <laughs> and so... I kind of ditched everything. I ditched everything that I did, like with art and comics. I still drew on the side, 
and I, I really got into music and I started a band and we started like playing concerts and like recording stuff and it was really awesome all I still like was you know drawing on the side and then um, I, I we left England and I came back to high school to my hometown and now people like like totally forgot like the nerd I was in middle school and they saw me as the cool kid returning back from England so now I was like, okay, now I have like another chance to like still be cool and not get like made fun of because it was still it was still a time when like being a nerd wasn't cool. Oh, like now, like we and so I was <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, and so I still stuck with music um, and whatnot. And I remember one day we were at the pool, and uh, this uh, this kid came up to me and he did this like he did this weird hand formation thing, and I go, oh, that's um that's Naruto, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. Let me show you another one. I go, oh yeah, that's a that's Yu Yu Hakusho, and all my friends were like, Tyler, oh, there goes. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, that, like, I got caught. Like they're like, what do you? How do you know all this? Let me take your. Cool and I was like, part. oh, <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to be nice to like this this this, this loser kid. And uh, no, I didn't say that. But um, I was just like, oh yeah, guys, I used to watch this stuff in like fourth grade, <laughs> even though like, and then it would, and then I would like read manga. When I go to like Barnes and Noble, Tyler, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm at a girl's house, but I'm really at Barnes and Noble and I'm reading manga. Oh, oh. and someone catch you? I was, I was still a closeted nerd, huh? Oh, just like someone like go to Barnes and Noble too to pick up like a book, and then like they saw you at the manga section, and you're like, oh. Oh no no no! Like my oh. friends would call me, be like, hey, what are you doing right now? And I'd be like, oh, I'm actually with a girl, can't hang out, but I was actually at Barnes and Noble. Oh, okay. So then. I stopped, then I stopped all of that, and I was really into music, and then I was really into, like, I had a YouTube channel with my friend, and we were really into, like, doing these, like, prank videos, and then um, three years went by, and I'm still doing music, and I'm about to go to South Africa f uh, for two years on a mission, and I'm, like, I'm having, like, an identity crisis, and I saw an ad on the internet for, and this is, like, the longest answer, and I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, I saw an ad that said, like, the Joker's face has been ripped off. What is Batman going to do? And I was like, what the flip? I've always been a huge Batman fan, but I've never read an actual comic book before. So I went to my local comic book shop, and the new 52 had just come out, which means that DC, all of DC comics went back to number one. So it was a great starting point for me. And I bought all 16 issues of the Batman comic at the time, and I, was, I read them all, and I said, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the shit. And I started buying all these comics, and then... I was like, oh my gosh, I used to make comics, and I found my old, uh, my five, my old 500-page comics, and I was like, I used to make comics, I used to really like this, I really want to do this, and then I went to South Africa for two years, and through that time, I told everyone, you know, when I get back to America, I'm going to start making indie comics, and literally, like, the week I got back, um, in 2015, I, I started making indie comics. Oh, huh, sounds like... Uh, That's my origin story. Oh, it's, a, it's a really good origin story. That sounds like a comic into this story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it actually works as a webtoon too. Like, it's a lot like a lot of webtoons or like slice of life stuff. Yeah, it's just be about the closeted nerd. Just, just like uh, you know, throwing a laugh track and you may you have like an ABC a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what are you doing, Tyler? Nothing, and just like. It's like trying to hide the manga, like. Oh. <laughs> like there's the laughing track. I'm yeah. with a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reading manga. Yep. But like, uh, I think it's like it's really cool, cause um, I don't um, like uh, me and Figure both started like trying to do like I guess indie creators and are for different reasons. But it's like, in in a sense though, we still enjoy like the the medium. So like, you, I know you're like a really big Scott Snyder fan for like uh, 
your videos mm -hmm. on how you like to do things you like uh any other batman like uh any other batman writers you like um yeah so i've got i've got grant Mor i got the entire grant morrison run of batman and batman robin i have basically every scott snyder batman he's ever done um i'm trying to think it, it, um every now and then i i i, I I'll, I'll get like uh, like francis manipole he he and brian buccioletto had like a they had a a run on detective comics and it just was not given enough chance because scott snyder was like the golden child of dc and still kind of is and so he kind of ruined their their detective comics plans but they did a really good run as well as um i really i'm really digging sean white uh sean gordon murphy on white knight mm -hmm. right yeah and then uh, i think the most underrated batman writer and comic book writer in general is peter j tomasi and his batman and robin run was phenomenal and now he's currently on detective comics and he's killing it but once again it's being like overshadowed by tom king which is like stupid to me because I, I think tom king's doing a terrible job and peter j tomasi he's just someone who constantly does Whoa. amazing work and does <laughs> not give the praise he deserves yes figure's favorite batman writer is tom king tom king's the greatest comic book writer of all time <laughs> <laughs> That's an all right. Here we go. Like no, like it's a funny. Like let's be fair. I had never ran, never read a Batman run at all. This is my first run. I try to so, get, try to get in the right. I'm, I'm new. Read okay. my favorite Batman like comic. But, but me and King, we vibing. Okay. Yep. With the way um he's constructing Bruce Wayne as a character. Deconstructing Bruce Wayne From as a character. Deconstructing. Oh my, much deconstruct. Too but much deconstructing. Think, but it's like. I, all my theories, he's kind of playing them out. <laughs> how I think Batman is just a broken. He, like when he saw his parents die, now he never he, he's done he, mentally growing right. He never healed. And that's it. <laughs> he never grew up, and that he's been that kid the entire time. And, and Tom King is like slowly unleashing this with like Gotham, um, Gotham and Gotham Girl. He and, uh, he made it to war and jokes and riddles and like took a break off it. Okay, so I so this is what I will say is that, that I after after the War of Jokes and Riddles is where, in my opinion, it goes downhill. Oh, when when I when I got to War of Jokes and Riddles, I was like, oh, I think uh, I think King needs to take a break. <laughs> the, the, and, King, and it's it's the problem it's a problem where if you give if you say, hey, so and so, I'm gonna give you 100 issues of Batman, go for it. He created a a 100 issue story. That's too long. He should have done like. A lot smaller story like the like to understand uh, tom king's entire run you need to read you need to read all 100 issues well now it's 82 because they, they fired him off of it um it's not but, fired they put him on movies now yeah yeah i think it's 80 i think they stop at 83 i was like 85 you're 85 yeah i have no idea but the, like the point is like i just think it you give someone too much. You give someone too much room to do something. They drag the story along, and that's what it, what it was for me. Was the story was just dragging. I'm like, okay, get to like get to the point, which is why I I, I tell people when they start making indie comics, you know, do like, start with a one shot and then do max like a four issue, five issue series, and then move on to something new. I think uh, me personally, I think it would be better if you were to frame every story arc to where it like say if I were um write every story arc to its own set conclusion, right? But it can still exactly. continue. It's, like, probably the best way. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, that, and, like, uh, then you think about, like, um, say something like manga, which is, like, a like long-forming story arcs, right? Which is pretty problematic in itself, in my opinion. Because I, I read a lot of it, and Figure reads a lot of, lot of it, 
ish. Too much. Ah, uh, I read more to him. <laughs> but I read more. I read more trash. You read more of the higher, higher forms. One for the brain. I read. I read everything, but like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I read brain, like Gaunt. You, you read Berserk, and, and, and then yeah, and then you read Gaunt. And tell me, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> look, look, I was look, I was actually feeling Gaunt all the way up to the point where they're like. He gets a hundred point. He like when they started introducing vampires, I was like, okay, you're losing me now. You're losing I me. Just, I despise him from the first page. That's the point. Okay. It's not the point. What? Okay. It's like you talking about King, you know, like not getting to the point of it. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like reiterating the same thing. It's like that first chapter was like the same thing. Like I'm a terrible person. Look at my look at my thought bubbles. I'm a terrible person. Look at what I'm saying. I'm a terrible person. He is a look terrible. What I'm doing. I'm a terrible person. I'm such a terrible person. That I feel like <laughs> no one like me can actually exist in the real world. But we know people like I this. <laughs> we know people like this though. I know people like this, but but they're not normal people. So there you go. <laughs> and they're not common people. You don't really whatever. Okay. It just wasn't related. Here I am ranting about something you're already talking about. Like, yeah, but like <laughs> like um oh no, like uh. A good example is Berserk, right? Because Berserk's been going on since the 80s, and he's on a Mira's on another hiatus after releasing two more chapters, right? <laughs> the big joke, but it's like I don't know, because a long-forming story arc, and it's like it's really cool because like it's the thing that manga is like, hey, one creator, and then if he gets uh, enough money that he could like hire some like assistants and stuff, and then uh, they do it. But I always, like, really hate the idea. Because I remember I used to read this one manga about, like, karate. How this delinquent, like, he fell in love with the first girl that, like, kicked his ass. Right? And he was like, hey, go out with me. She's like, I only date strong dudes. And he's like, okay. And then he go takes karate classes, like, a haircut karate place. And, like, he finally, like, he's a white belt. He works his, like, he's still, like, training. And, like, hey, we're having a tournament. He's like, oh, I want to enter this tournament to show off. And then, like, the moment he, like, the tournament starts, the creator dies. And, like, oh. Well, I guess I'm never getting any more of this, which is like kind of like the downside, or like the case with like Mirror or Vagabond, where the creator is just like, if they take a break, then I'm never gonna get any more of it, or I might get some more of it whenever he feels like releasing another chapter. So I, I think that's a problem with like long form story arcs. But like, but well, like, yeah, look at like One Piece. Like, have they gone the treasure yet? Oh no, but that's like it's supposed to be next year. It's supposed to be next year when he gets it. Next year they're supposed to get the treasure. Yeah. Yeah, because um, what was it? Um, during an interview, this little, he told a little kid that was like a little cancer patient. He's like, oh, what is treatment? And he's like, he tells him, he's like, yeah, it ends next year. And the kid's like, I won't tell you how it ends, but it's going to be worth it. And you're like, like oh, okay. But, but like, it, but like, so like, I went to, I went a couple weeks ago to go just check out, I went to Barnes and Noble to check out some manga um, to add to my collection of, of five. And, I was like, okay, I'll start off with One Piece again, and it was just the it the, it was so overwhelming. Yeah. Like, it's nice to know where to start, but it's hardest. But like to see the finish line, you're like, oh, this is gonna take forever. Forty one days to read all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's my only big qualm with manga, but I love the fact that their presentation of of their books is great. So when I want to read One Piece. I know, okay, there's number one, and I go to two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I want to read Dragon Ball Z. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I want to read Akira. There's one, two, three. Whereas you go and you want to read Batman, it's okay, Batman, number one. Then there's, like, Batman, so uh, Dark Knight, number one. There's Batman, 
Detective Comics number number ten, and then it goes up to like two hundred, and they all have different covers, and they all have different designs, and it's like, okay, where this looks like an absolute shit show. Where do I even start? And I think that's why a lot of people are. It's hard to get new readers in comics because it's so hard to find a starting point, a clear starting point. It, it, that's really it's true, right? But like, um, but I also think that like, what is it? I think it's like manga really hurts like indie comics in a sense more. You think so? Yeah. Like, okay, let's play this, right? Um, you can go to any, you can go to YouTube and just type down best Batman stories, right? And what are the likely the like what are the likely five you're gonna get? You're gonna get like Long Halloween. Uh, Killing Joke, you're gonna get like Fr- Dark Knight Returns, maybe Year One, and then like s- the guy's other pick, like he's like that sleeper, right? Some other, you know, that's the five. You're like, oh, I want to read a Batman story. Best Batman stories. Go to YouTube. Boom, you get those five. You can go to any Barnes Nobles or Books a Million or stuff like that, and then you will see either like one of those five there on like on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Manga, like indie comics. Oh, what do you get indie comics? Right? You, like no one's like go to like if you like personally. The reason why I don't read indie comics, I'll just read a manga because it's like that I get that because it's the creator's vision, but with an editor. So it's like a One Piece has an editor, like oh, right. But it's like it's still his like overall what he wants to write, or like Dragon Ball, like what he wants to write to like after the Cell games. But besides the point, right? Um, but it's like it's, it's still the indie stuff, right? It's like it's basically it's indie it's indie comics, but with like one through like whatever volumes it is, while like. And te- they have, like, you know, you said the better presentation. But, like, when you say, when you say, like, a, any, like uh, compared to, say, like, say, Saga. Saga, in, like, doesn't sell as much as, say, One Piece does or, like, Dragon Ball does in, like, volumes. Because when you go to YouTube, you like, like, what do you think about comics? Do you think, like, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, or, like, the guys on Marvel? Because they have, like, a representation of, like, their universes. But indie, indie comics don't really have that. Even with Umbrella Academy, they don't have like that big of like representation, because. Oh. Oh, so I, I like I think of so, like Saga is a good point because it's it's definitely um it's definitely not like one of like the number one um, indie comics right now. I mean, if you if you consider Image Comics indie, I consider it like a independent mainstream. It, I think it's, it's still mostly it's mostly mainstream creators, um, but. Uh, you're right. It's not gonna. I think. I think what manga has that also with its benefit is the fact that more of these um, shows, one of most of these mangas, are appealing to a younger audience. That and then they're able to get picked up on these TV shows. And there's just so much more. If you wanna, if you wanna watch, if you if you wanna watch he- My Hero Academia, you can watch it. If you wanna read it, you can read it. If you want to, um, and like the stories go hand in hand with like the book and then in the show mm. and you feel a sense of like um like familiar familiarity with it but you can't watch you can't watch the dark knight rises um and then try to find its comic book equivalent that look that's exactly the same true find, yeah so it's really hard to get that familiarity it's more whereas um i i consider watching anime a lifestyle but i consider watching um, comic book movies an event mm-hmm. like watching a comic book movie you're just gonna be like oh yeah I watched it and it was pretty good and it was fun but when you're watching an anime you're actually like this is part of your lifestyle you're watching it every single week you're invested in these characters and this long format story and then when you're interested you can go to the, the manga you know exactly where to 
find it. I know exactly where to, even though I haven't watched, even though I've only watched this one particular episode, I know exactly where to find in the manga form of Naruto when he fights uh, Zabuza on that bridge because I saw that's the only episode I've ever seen of Naruto <laughs> and that's the only that's the only chapter of Naruto I've ever read in the manga form but I know exactly where to find it and when I and I when I see both and um, both of them next to each other they're basically the same so there's a sense of familiarity that I know okay I'm gonna get justice on both of them uh, I mean Dick, you're absolutely right right um but I still think that like even though it's uh what is how to put this like even though like um Let's play this right, because a lot of manga over here are basically the Shonen Jump stuff, the Weekly Jump mangas that are translated. And exactly. Brought over here. The, the more mainstream ones. Yeah. You're strong enough. Uh, the, the, we're getting like a huge filter, primarily. Because, uh... What type of manga we read from just whatever gets published um, legally or illegally. We end up getting a big filter of what type of story. Because like, anyone here in the States can upload a comic to Webtoons or Topastic or I don't know, start Kickstarter. And you can get everything because you're not translating the language. You can read English. Well, here in the states, majority of people can get shit. But when you're getting, you know, manga from like Japan, someone here has to translate, and it has to be a good story to like stick with it. They're indie manga. <laughs> Can't get those. But it's like, um, yeah, like the Yeah. It's a website. It's like okay, so there's a website called Pixip. It's a Japanese-only website, and it's kind of like um web. But all of it is fan-made manga, and it's a lot of fan-made, a lot. And some of the art is pretty good, but I can't read a lick of it. I don't know kanji that much. Or like, so it's like, like, we get a hardcore filter as a anime and manga, and we don't even realize it yet. <laughs> but we still end up getting a large volume of anime and manga still at the end of every season. That's, uh, that's actually the thing, though. Like, um, how you said, like, we stay, you can watch an anime for, like, every week. That, that's uh, sort of changed with like the the re like the re trend of like streaming now, because before right like well I'll say it ended with like Naruto, and One Piece is like the last hold off is that every week is another episode. Now it's like you have twenty four episodes of My Hero Academia, and then you have to wait till next year to get another season. So now it's just that anime anime and manga well, anime mostly has become just a thing of hi it's hype culture now. So what is the best anime this season to watch with to stay with the community? Rather than, like, I'm going to watch, say, like, Naruto all the way through with everybody. Because it updates every week. Even though it's a filler. We'll complain about it, but we're still going to watch it all together. Because we were limited back in the day. Yeah, because... Yeah. Right, but it's like... I think we're, I think we're very, very spoiled <laughs> as anime. Now we have, now we have seasons, but... I, I still think, um... <clears throat> that because, like, because uh, we... we what is it? The mass appeal, like, for manga always has, like... We, we only get things that, are, like, basically has an anime... Or a high chance of having an anime, we're still missing out. Like say, we don't get a lot of sports titles, right? We don't get like a Haiku or Ace of Diamond or uh, Pr Princess Nine or Baki. No. Yeah, we don't even get Baki translated over here. Or um, we do. Well, we do, but it's kind of limited. No, because I went to a monk, like I went to a bookstore and I saw Japanese Baki was the only thing they had. Like oh, with, what? Yeah, like kanji in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I know what you mean, like Tyler. That like uh, there's like. I wonder though. I wonder if it's just. I wonder though if manga, if manga has an ability though to get in front of more eyes. 
So like the thing about being the thing about getting your your indie your indie comic thrown into Image is that now because it's got that image it's now it's it's now an Image title you have more eyes on it. Whereas like people like you and I when we create a comic we're fighting to get those eyes on it and that's what's really hurting us. It's I don't think it's the medium but it's just it's just the fact that there is so much media out there. You have to give it's hard to get as many eyes to your comic as possible which is why at this point either either you get professionally published first or you somehow create a big enough audience for yourself to get that's very get your indie comic to survive see i find that like very hard too because it's like this idea of um because like 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 you said most indie comics now like if truly indie are the back like um crowdfunded ones and i find that like uh i feel like that bubble's gonna pop because if you were to look at the trends of video games that bubble popped with um with Shenmue as like that was the highest you know professional because these guys are professional game developers and they said hey can you help us fund the third game in my game of 15 chapters <laughs> that, mm. that I want to make the story has like 15 chapters and I only made like three chapters within two games so I need to make the third game now so can you help me fund it and people funded it and it's you know it's coming out now, but it's like it's a string of bad things. As first, it was like Mighty Number no. Nine, and that was like a, a shit show. And then like Ukulele, which was like sort of a shit show. And then like you know Bloodstained, which is like really good, but it came out. It took longer than expected to have like to make the polish that the guy wanted. And now Shenmue, and like it's sort of a shit show too. Even though like I love Shenmue, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's true that um, crowdfunding is very limited yeah um i that which is why i only crowdfund graphic novels and that's why i'm never going to be crowdfunding another volume two or volume three all my stories are going to be very just one one off complete comics because it's hard to like i know a couple creators who they're they're trying to so for example kickstarter number one does pretty good Mm-hmm. Then the Kickstarter number two does better, but then Kickstarter number three, four, five, and six, and seven struggle. Um, let's use my Indiegogo for example. Volume one of Demons did did great; it funded. Demons volume two um, doubled what I, I made in, in the first one, which was amazing. So in my mind, I thought volume three was going to double volume two, if, 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 but actually it did. It was the worst crowdfund I've ever done. Which, so I thought I was going to get everyone from 1 and 2 to come in and read the finale of 3. But if anything, people are like, gosh, like, is it like I've got to I've got to fund another one of these books. I think it's, it, I don't know. It's I just think, not viable. I, the audience is very small in Kickstarter. Actually, oh, like, I think it's insanely small. And I feel like the only way to build up huger audiences is from multiple avenues. It seems to be the only way for a lot of these comic creators. Like I was recently watching a video with um, Jason Brubaker. But I think he also worked professionally at some point. Oh yeah, he worked. He worked. He worked on the Kung Fu Panda movies. That's right. I remember now because I remember him talking. Okay. So he he has built up over ten years. He said a few thousand people within his mailing list. And he said back in the day it was blog. Then he also was Indiegogo Kickstarter. He said nowadays YouTube is one of the biggest pulls for whenever he wants to pull money. So it's not about I guess one website, and one audience. You have to branch out as far as possible. But what he also showed was that social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, didn't work at all for him. Like, no one really funded any of his projects through these avenues. So it's it's a weird balance. 
between maybe it just takes more time to build up the audience to you're not looking at the right spots where these people are at that want to find comic books, graphic novels, manga, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and like like Jason Brubacher, I mean his career, I mean he was a huge like proponent of like web comics, and he you know he built he built an audience. I mean that's why for me my my goal, um, I just last night I was working on concept for a new comic that I'm gonna be posting on webtoons. Ooh, I'm, the reason why I'm doing that is because there's a huge audience on webtoons. It's massive, so, but it's mostly girls though. Like it was like mostly the female audience that like like reads on webtoons though. Very true. Very uh, true. <laughs> there's a lot of romance in life. Uh, like slice of life, yeah. Like uh, what was it? Um, I remember I, I went on the webtoons to try to read like some of their best stuff, and what is it? Um, uh, normally. I really like seeing, because I, I look for the top rating stuff, like top rating stuff, like, so, like, for the read for, like, Berserk or, say, like, Watchmen, like, I know that these, these like, these creators understand the format that they're reading or they're creating for, right? The top rating stuff on top of us doesn't really do anything interesting with the format, so I find that, like, a bit boring, because it's like, oh, scroll down, and, like, oh, like, a reaction shot, and then, like, then two people put, like, talking, and then, like, you know, there's some action, and then, you know, just keep scrolling. This is just a bit boring on, like, webtoons. Some people do some stuff different. I found one of the comics, there was like a little yeah, split animated panel out, but it was very limited, like five frames max. And that, that, that's because I guess webtoons is primarily digital format. When you make a webtoon, I don't think there's, it would be very difficult to get it printed because you have to move all your panels, condense it all down, and how much work is that going to take if you have an, I don't know, a 500 plus page uh, story at that point when you decide to print it out. That's why for that's why for me it's it's I've I formatted my printed pages so that formatting it to the webtoon will be easier. Could just otherwise yeah formatting it from formatting from webtoon to to print would be. Figured didn't you draw like a regular like traditional comic page on your webtoons? I did, and then, <laughs> and then okay for the first chapter it was just traditional panels how it's laid out, and then I said you know what let me spread it out. I turned thirteen pages into like thirty. By just move, by just creating all this white space, pulling the panels around and moving word bubbles up everywhere, like that for, and it did better. And then making the font a little bit larger so people on their phones, you know, from when they swipe, they can. That's what you gotta do. My um, I my first webtoon I did, it hit almost 500 subs. The I think the biggest problem was the fact that my episodes were too short, and it was just about understanding the. Oh, go for it. Some episodes I found just through a couple pages. And then it's just another couple pages two days later, and then so on and so forth. That's why it's kind of weird webtoons and this the, the web comic. It's all about like. Well, I think it's like what is it? a lot of webtoon readers like manga readers, but then it's like I want to just read on the go, and and feel less shame for what I'm reading, <laughs> right? And they'll just like you know pull out their phone and just scroll because. I told you manga readers have no shame. Oh, oh, oh well, like that, that's why they're webtoon readers because they're like they have they're they're manga readers but with shame. <laughs> Um, yeah, because, like, uh, what is it? Because, like, if you go from manga to webtoons, then you're used to have, like, well, more than likely, they're shown in jump readers, and so they're like, they're like, oh, I read this every week, right? But now I just want to read something while I'm at work on break, so I'm like, just gonna pull out this webtoon because they're fast reads because I can just scroll through it on my phone, despite like small dialogue bubbles and very little, you know, I guess, uh, crap, exposition dumps, right? So a lot less, like, exposition dumps, and so, like, boom, just scroll, read, and then you're off break, put your phone away, and just go back to working. 
Well, like, if I want to read, say, a manga or a comic, then I get, like, lengthy, like, word bubbles, something like, monster. Or even, like, Promise Neverland has, like, a lot of, like, just, boom, pages of, like, a lot of exposition. And, uh, yeah, I guess, because they still update it pretty frequently, so people, you know, they always That's get their also, fix. That's also another thing. Webtoons is similar to manga in terms of just using weekly updates. It's, like, week after week after week, they're putting out a good bit of content. And surprising good. See, if I look at all of the premium stuff, it's all colored. It's not like how in manga, you know, it's black and white. It's just an, an empty screen. A lot of it is just fully colored pages. But I guess it's because it's just those panels floating around in space. They can put out this a large, ma large volume of work within a week. So I think that's another portion of it that people gravitate towards. What I've noticed is that the best webtoons. They come out once a week, and they have anywhere from, like, 25 to 32 panels. Got a... Color. Yeah. Pretty good. I've counted. I literally... Um, I mean, I think uh, the max I've seen is, like, 40. And I and that's, that's, uh, that's anywhere from, like, if you were to do, like, a full-on comic book page, for me at least, that's anywhere from 6 to 8 pages a week. Yeah, that's what colored? I feel like that's feasible. Yeah, if you were like, if you, if I think, if, yeah, if you honestly had really good time management, I currently do not, mainly because this child, um, it, it's just like I'm getting no sleep, um, <laughs> uh, which, I, which, in, in probably like 20 minutes, I need to go feed him, but, um, yeah, it's, I, it's just, it's gnarly. Um, get doing a webtoon right now, I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I have, like, six, a six or seven episode buffer. And you're, and you're supposed to post three times. Uh, you're supposed to post on the very first day three episodes. Wait, really? Yeah. Um, I I watched this. Uh, the webtoon has like a has a course on how to like succeed. Do you do it three times all at once, or you chop it up? You do you do three like you do like if your if your standard episode is twenty five panels, you do three episodes that each have twenty five panels on the very first day. And the reason why is because when when Webtoon says, "Hey, there's a new con there's a new webtoon. Here it is. Someone can read the first one, and if they and if they read, if they go to the second one, while they're reading the second one, Webtoons will then will then say, "Hey, you've read two episodes in a row. Would you like to subscribe?" Oh, the beginning hook. Yeah. Oh, so, so there's a there's one that I I downloaded the app. I only follow one webtoon. It's called the Third Shift Society, and I saw it and I they was it just uploaded that night. And I, there was three episodes, so I read the first one. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And I went to the second one, and midway through, it said, hey, you've read two in a row so far. Do you want to subscribe? And I hit yes, and now I've been I've read um, every single week for, like, the last ten weeks. One hiatus time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's just... I'm doing research. No, no, I'm waiting for that creator to go hiatus. Just like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, that's why, that's why you need to have a buffer. So that if you have if you have a bad week, you can you at least have another episode to to upload. Oh, I wish that ha I wish that was like for everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean I used to have that with YouTube. I used to have I used to be four or five episodes ahead. Oh, man, drop like, drop talk. When you get you gonna get you in a vagabond? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that you can get to the end too, and then like you can wait like man. So when's the next chapter coming out? We're like oh. It's never coming out because the creator, the creator became a basketball coach. <laughs> the, the, the greatest visually looking like comic in the world. The creator. 
it's 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 beautiful right you, like you can get like you could buy volumes and stuff like here and uh, it's it's this really epic it's this really incredible story and then it gets to the point and then the guy says you know what i want to be a basketball coach and it just stops that's hilarious <laughs> oh my well hey guys i got like three minutes i got three more minutes before my my i hear my kid getting a little fussy oh oh that's okay just to let you know all right so if I need to dip out and you guys keep going, that's that's that is that fine? Oh yeah, that'd be fine. We'll we'll, we'll just talk until you get back. Oh okay, no no, I, like I gotta feed him. Oh, I have, have to like feed him and whatnot. Okay. Oh well, yeah, we um, can we can keep going, like me and figure. All right, yeah, let me let me let me let me drop out for like five minutes real quick. All right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mute myself. Okay. Did he mute himself? Oh, well, well, he uh, probably did on his own mic on his own side. Oh. Uh, on Discord. But, uh, uh, okay okay, All right. Man, the vagabond. Oh, okay. We can talk about B stars. <laughs> I haven't read like, well, um, my site didn't have like the latest chat. It had it has one fifty one and two, but no one fifty. Wait a minute. I need to talk about something. Else. Okay. I need to talk about Attack on Titan. Okay. Sure. A new challenge came out. All right. I'm interested. And, bro, it, and it's like insane. Okay. 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 Um, activated the rumbling. Oh my gosh! What's the rumbling? <laughs> all, all the all the walls. Okay, yeah. so you know how there's three walls. Yeah. Uh huh. And now there's titans in the wall. All right. He's activated all the titans in the wall. Oh, and they're oh. all walking on. Oh, they're gonna they going to Germany now. They're they're walking across the ocean. They're wiping everybody out. Well, currently in the mock, they're um all the world's armies. I think. Wait, there's multiple there's multiple countries. Well, I think everyone doesn't like the titans and paradise and the people. So I guess they formed a coalition to fight against Titans. Mm -hmm. So they did like the beach land back at, you know, at the pier. Yeah. Or the harbor, I guess, for it. Yeah. And so they, uh, I think all the world's armies are there. So I think he's going to use the rumbling to wipe out their armies and then just keep going. Because he, he's talked with the uh, the founder Titan, like the original first Titan. And he's all like, what's your choice? What do you want? And I think your choice is like, let's just destroy the whole world. So he, he's going to start stepping up crazy. So I want to be anime. So I gotta wait till October next year. Aaron wakes up and it's all a dream. He wakes up and is like, oh, oh no. It was it was lost. It was like it just, it pulls a lost on you. It better not be. Oh, love it. Just, I'm like I, I want to be there. I, I want to be on that Reddit. I want to be on the Attack on Side Reddit and just watch. Watch. <laughs> oh, it, it can't happen. Anything can't happen. Like like what is it? The creator of Attack on Titan might just say fuck it and just say hey, I want to be a little league baseball coach. <laughs> he he got too much on his plate to be there. What's well, equipped? The equipped. He has to work with the studio to build the anime. Yeah, yeah. He he like I quit drawing a manga. He's like, so how does it end? I don't know. Do what you want. I'm gonna be coach. Uh, I'm gonna be a coach of baseball. I'm gonna be a baseball coach. Dude, it only has like I, I think it has at least five chapters. Oh, you know how you know has like five chapters left. Pro, uh, promise, Berserk. promise Neverland. <laughs> promise Neverland. Berserk, Berserk has like fifty, like a thousand chapters left. What do you mean? Frank, I drop Promise Neverland. Oh, to be frank, they just started the fight with like the queen, and she's like, "Oh, they, she has like, oh my gosh!" It's like they they get to like the point, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm about to." She's like, "I'm about to kill you everything," and, and they're like, they're fighting her, and she's like, "She can't be stopped. She's a monster," and she's like, "I have two hearts." <laughs> okay, then just knock out both. Okay, where we know where one is. Okay, where's the other? <laughs> it's in the palm of my hand. <laughs> and it became like promise never lie became the most shonen thing ever. Why? I thought it was more brainy. In the beginning, it was so brainy. Yeah, like, yeah. Smart, the lady. 
Yeah, yeah, and then they're like, yo, let's get, yeah, let's get guns, start shooting things, and, like, become action manga, we start fighting a lot, you know, yeah. But, but, okay, that did happen, but it was still brainy. And then, and, yeah, then they, then they kept fighting a lot, and then they kept fighting some more, and then, like, you know, it just came straight action. <laughs> this is what happens when you're on a weekly schedule. Oh, like... um, Dr. Stone actually surprised me this week. They went back. Oh, 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 yeah, they're like, they're like, okay, because, like, at the chapter, I was like, oh, they're going to bring back Tsukasa, because he's literally the only guy who can stop this guy right now. They're like, nah, we're going to bring Tsukasa's, uh, Tsukasa's right-hand man, and, who's, like, a, a, an actual supervillain, <laughs> to help stop this guy. And I'm like, you know what, okay, sure, let bring out Doc, Dr. Manhattan for this fight. This dude's like, I, I don't know, I, he, like, he has no qualms with killing people. He's like, I'll kill people for it. I don't care who it is. Right, Tsukasa's going to be like... Or, or we're gonna do what they did, like in Legend of Korra. We're gonna have like an equalist, or like the guy who's like, I want to blow up the world. I want to blow. Up the world. I want everyone to be free, so I kill everyone. Hold up. You know what? That sounds like Aaron. Actually, Attack on Titan right now. Yep. I want everyone to be free. No, he doesn't want everyone to be free. He says, okay, here's here in the last chapter. He said, um, I was born to this world, basically, and and I was born on the island of paradise. I deserve the right to live, basically. So, if I have to live, so if you guys don't want me to live, okay, so you guys are gonna have to die so that I can live. And basically, I think that's Aaron's mindset right now. Like, I gotta kill all you so you guys don't kill all of my warriors. I think, I think what's gonna, it's gonna end with the whole world destroyed and there's only two people left. Only a group of people left is just gonna be the Eldians. They're gonna, they restart. they're gonna two-piece Aaron in the head. Yeah. There's no way. They already shot his head off. Yeah, they're gonna. Okay? They're gonna they're... And then his spine jumped out of his old body back to his head. That's all. I'll, I come in now here is shot in the head and spine. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, what was it? Uh, we were talking about like what is it? Um, weekly, weekly mangas versus like the monthly ones. Talking about the whip. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, you know, okay, so, Tyler. I don't know if you've ever seen the um the documentary by Robert Kirkman, with um well he did a documentary series it's all on YouTube, which is really good you should watch it if you haven't, but they have like um the first episode was like Stanley and Jack Kirby, and it's actually really interesting because Jack Kirby would write like five different issues a month all like twenty something pages, right, mm-hmm. and they would put it out on time, right and now, oh, oh yeah, yeah right and now it's like a uh, one artist one. One artist does, like, one comic a month, right? And it's like, oh, something happened here that doesn't seem, like, we, like, is it, somehow along the line, it feels like that, you know, like, why manga is, like, nothing manga is popular is that it updates weekly, like, every week, or monthly, and you get, like, 40-plus pages, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now comics is, like, once a month, 20 pages, and that's about it, all done by one, like, one artist for each comic is a different artist, but, like, Back in like the sixties and seventies, Jack Kirby like, oh, here's here's Fantastic Four, um, here's, mm, here's, yeah, like Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, all the same I, month, and like, like. I have a theory on that though. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Um, and, and and by the way, I I I I have to drop out in like ten minutes. Is that cool? Oh, okay, that's fine. This might this might offend people. Okay. And and figure you're you're the artist, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this, alright, so here we go, and I'm gonna be, this could be, this could offend people. I might get kicked out of the, I'm, I might get kicked out of indie comics and mainstream comics for this, and I'm only saying it here. Okay. You won't find this on my YouTube channel. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so, it's exclusive. Okay. We got the, we got the deep cut, dude. 
so there so there if you there are all right so if you look at manga the reason why they probably the reason why they can get it out so quick is because a they have um typically it's one it's one person doing the main characters and then they have like the people and then they have like um, a group of people in the background well, doing like everything else that's actually no well it's actually based upon if the artist or if the creator can afford it yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah but for the so let's let's use webtoons for example typically it's one person yeah all right and um most of the time there isn't very there's not many backgrounds there's not many it's mostly just the person um and talking and some action but there's not there's not a lot of background work like buildings and whatnot um so that's how, how that's how they're able to get it out so fast now let's look at comic book artists comic book artists um in in the current state of comics have the mentality that they need to be able to do a page a day and um which means that you get some artists like greg capullo who is a master and he'll spend 13 hours per page and it will look amazing and, and that's why his books take a month to come out because he takes 13 hours per page now here's the offensive part there are a lot of artists who are working in mainstream comics who don't take 13 hours they actually probably take five hours um they probably take four or five hours on their pages and then they go well huh, page a day guess i'm done when they could be doing more and the reason and you can tell which artists are those because they're the really shitty ones um i won't name the ones i've read lately but i go oh my gosh there's no way you spent an entire day on that page because that is absolute garbage um so but they go huh there's my page for the day i guess i can go take a break and then i can just work on my next page and only work a four to five hour job um i'll be honest with you guys it only takes me it, it for undead row it, it took me probably uh uh two hours to do two two and a half hours top to do one page well but did you did you work in batches though did you do a sketch in one sitting and then go back I can do, nope uh, I, I i i outlined it all i outlined it and then I outlined it, uh, drew it, and then did um, like the shading and stuff all in one sitting. It would take me two and a half hours tops per page. Well, the thing about like the Greg Capullo, like how you uh, say, oh sorry, no no no, I was I was I just oh, oh okay um <laughs> yeah it's like Greg Capullo like he's a master um still okay if we were to take examples say for monthly comics right and you say Greg Capullo does it by himself if I were to say manga right the manga wise the guy who does it by himself back in his prime like when he was updating like monthly on schedule it was like mura all by himself no assistance would release stuff like this right oh like yeah right here i'll just share it right here like this right like this monthly right just like level of the like just art like per panel like this is just a rent this is just a panel like this one right here is just a panel mm, that's right. great yeah like mura would do this all by himself because he's a very reclusive man, so he doesn't like assistance. He'd do this like, like this every month, 48 pages, like all panels like of this quality, right? And that's the thing, like manga or comics, right? Mainstream comics or like in, like all the comics that come out now, like indie comics come out a bit slower, like, like deep indie comics come out a bit slower. But like I get, I go to a comic book store, I buy Batman. It looks really good, but I only get 22 pages. I'm like, man, I'm kind of like, bummed out 22 pages for great art but like then i go over to say manga and i get like bagavan or vinland saga or those kind of things that come out monthly where the creators do it like by themselves write the story and like draw everything like one man and it just comes out 48 pages a month like and they're like oh this is really cool 
and I think that's like the big thing between the two. It's like how somebody like so like some creators just you know, like the Japanese team like pump out more pages and more content with like still holding that level of quality, versus like say comics don't have that global quality. Like like Jack Kirby pumped out the quality for like five books a month, and like oh, and it's really good. You like you see it, but like somewhere else. And, and, it, but his art his art was good. His art was good, but it's not gonna compare to a mainstream artist currently because this is based off of style because jack kirby would like you know his a lot he he made up a lot of anatomy like there are muscles that he created that don't exist we on know. the human body yeah. um but he made things um look look cool and he he just he and he just went for it whereas nowadays these, these comic book artists i mean everything has to be so precise which is why i I started reading more manga. Like I started, I got into webtoons, and I went to you know Barnes and Noble to start reading some manga because, in my mind, I'm I'm thinking, I'm currently getting um, raped with my wallet every time I go to a comic book store these days, where I'm spending five bucks for a 22 page comic and I'm feeling like a victim. When ten bucks I could get like a hundred page manga, and it is, which is like. Barnes and Noble, fifteen bucks for a volume of easy. Me, Tokyo Ghoul, I have it over here. I think it's actually thirteen bucks. You told I was going to look at the current run of Batman, and it's like seven. Oh, like, well, the thing about manga though is like the size is what helps keep it like a bit of more affordable, because they're like pocket size. And also lack of colors. Yeah. Lack of colors, you're yeah, right. It's, it's but, cheaper print. Mm. But when you think about growing an audience, like. Doing something new a month is very hard to keep people to remember, hey, come back, hey, come back, which is why the webtoon format of doing something anew each week is, 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 uh, it tickled my balls, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I know, no, no, <laughs> but I think, look, cause what is it? I'm still, I'm still reading Doomsday Clock and I love every issue, like every issue that comes out. <laughs> Dude, I, but, but here's the thing that's, so that's you, but for me, I, I gave up on Doomsday Clock, it's in my hold. And I will read it when I get it, but I'm kind of burned out. I really don't care about that book <gasps> until I have every issue, and then I can sit down and read it all at once. Gasp! Uh, I would. Uh. <laughs> and I hear it's super good, but when I hear that I can't read the next one, the next like 30-page book in like three or four months, I'm like, geez. Because then once I read it, I've got to read the other ones to remember what I what I what's going on. I think you know what's that's oh. interesting. It's either binge or consistent update days. The longest nowadays, what we're used to now. Ooh, that was deep. I, I, I just realized that when you said when you said that, we either get it a week, like how we get it with anything, manga, anime, comic book, or a lot of stuff can be weekly, or you just binge it, like a net, like on Netflix where you binge. Oh, let me binge the entire show, all four seasons. It's possible uh, in one night. It's consistent. It's a consistency, right? It's like, like that's how you keep people now. Is that like? There's no middle ground at all. Well, I mean. I think it's still like um we'll take like Souls Doomsday Clock and like the Doomsday Clock and like Berserk, right? The fans will still read it because of the quality, right? There like some like some hold offs like Tyler here, but like it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's as long as like it's still consistently good, right? It, like or better than it was last time, then people will like, always come back to it even though like it doesn't come out as much. Because, but, that's, but that's because it used to come out that much, right? Um, it used to come out frequently. Um, Berserk, it started going hiatus crazy in like 2000. 
and people are like, oh, well, and then, like, more people get into it because, like, say, was it, the movies came out in 2010, and I guess that added like, more influx of, like, readers, but once again, if people, like, if you go to the Reddit and Berserk, they're like, oh, did you catch up on Berserk? You want more Berserk? Just reread it again, because... <laughs> okay. Well, you got like comics like Saga where they do oh, they like, come out with a six with six issues, six or eight issues, and then they go on hiatus, and then they they come back. Um, and I think it's setting that precedent, like like okay, this is what this comic book series does. But if you're a new comic book artist like all of us, and we do a month, a week, a month, a week, and then two months, um, like for example, guys, I want I went off of YouTube for three weeks, and now my viewership is down like eighty percent. Yeah. That- Whereas it was going up, up like frequently, and then I took a I took a three week break uh, since my baby was born, and now it's and now I've got to rebuild that that um, that consistency again. It's nuts. It's it's really weird. It it is like a it's really weird because I think uh, I guess name does carry it, but it's also like how good is like our or like how strong is like was the content before to keep people interested. Cause, like, well, like, yeah, how, like, how invested the person becomes like, when they consume it? decades of Berserk content have people been absorbing? Mm, like, three years. Like, uh, three years? Thirty years. Like, three decades, right? It's like, thirty it's years. Three decades. Okay, okay, I'll say it's a three years. Okay, thirty years of Berserk content. If you've been hanging around for twenty years, and, you, <laughs> and you've been waiting for this thing to come out, I don't think you're just gonna drop it. No. You're gonna keep it around because you, you've already... I put in ten years into it. Might as well. I've been. The, the people who've been reading Berserk now are like fifty years old. Because <laughs> like my children will carry on the task of reading this book. When the world ends, <laughs> like when the world ends and aliens come here, they'll still wonder how Berserk ended. <laughs> that that I love that meme. Love love that one. I, I, I don't know. I think it's like it's still. I think that's a really fascinating idea. You could do an episode, Tyler, on like on like. Yeah, I know. I'm actually writing it down on my phone. <laughs> I'm going to bring up, I'm going to be like, hey guys, I was on. what's your guys' podcast again? I have it downloaded on my Spotify. Fighting Fiction. Um, I gotcha, boom, okay. Yeah, I'm like, hey guys, I was on this podcast, and oh my gosh, like, some deep shit happening. We, we were, we were, we were talking, just talking about manga and comics, and then randomly one of the hosts said, hey, I think it's like, not like how we consume media now, it's like either binge it or like consume it like consistently. It's tr- it's so true though. Like I either watch a TV, I either watch a TV show, a new episode each week, or I binge watched eight episodes of the Jack Ryan's uh, season two on Sunday, and I got it all over with, and it was great. But like if I if it was a one episode a month, no way. I'm out. Like I wonder if there's gonna be a change, like a cultural change again, because it's gonna pause. I mean, is know, a lot of people will. will we just take a look at Netflix's Netflix team pronounced it. Their numbers, okay? They're, they're not making money. Because they're spending, they're spending money to make shows to try, like, they're trying to ramp up, produ- like, productivity. All, okay, the company's sitting around growth. Nothing but growth, okay? Okay, there's, there's only, okay, there's only, there's, there's only so far you can go, okay? Mm-hmm. For, for subscribers in the country, the United States, and the UK, or where other English speakers. Because aren't these Netflix shows primarily for English speakers? Yeah, but like some shows are like exclusive to like a, like there's an English show made exclusively for like Japanese audiences. Like they won't, we won't get it, but they'll get it. Yeah, well I'm just saying they're gonna hit a wall at some point. That, that it's like in the case of um, like uh, there's a cheap game and it's really fun, and it usually goes on sale. Shovelware. A lot of buy like on Steam. Okay, you know the game Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, everyone got everyone has that game. Everyone I know has that game because it's always going on sale and it's a really fun game. It's a very simple concept. There's literally no one else that can sell that game to. That's why they're going free to play. I've heard. Oh really? There's so much growth within. Well, look at yeah. Well, look at like Counter Strike. Super like old game. Everyone and their mom has played Counter Strike and now it's free to play. Yeah, no. Because they can't sell it to anyone else. No, there's no one else to sell it to besides, I don't know, what children came and played Counter Strike. And now we got like games like Fortnite that are free. And uh, why pay for a video game that I that I, why to pay for a video game when I'm really enjoying this free one? Now obviously, you know there are better video games than Fortnite, but there's a there's there is a cultural change that's happening. All right, I think it's like I wonder if there's going to be another shift in like cultures because. Like, it, you would think about it, right? When books came out, that was, like, a big change in, like, culture. So, like, radio. How, like, people, like, went in actively to tune in to hear the show. Favorite shows, like, their podcast, right? Is the equivalent. And then on television, people now scheduled their lives around their programming. Now, now like, we're not changing our lives to fit um, media. Media is now changing to fit our lives. Because... Right? Yeah, like, because, like, play this, right? So... See, before streaming, right, oh, my favorite show is, hey, I want to see my show comes at 8.30, but it's my bedtime, or I'm not going to be home that night. I pop it in my VCR, I tape in VCR, record it, boom, I got it. Now, I don't got to do that. I just feel like, okay, my show either comes on, like, either I missed the episode, or well, that's fine. I can just wait for the season to get on Netflix or, like, Hulu, binge it, and then I'm done, right? Or it's always there. Like, it's always available to watch, because Hulu will probably have it the day of or the day after. So, I'm never... I don't have to do any extra steps to do this, right? So it's like it's always – I always have what I want at the, the tip of my fingers rather than, like, me changing my life around or having to take the extra steps to watch what I want when I used to. So it's like a matter of accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I look at – that's why – oh, crap. My, if, I, if, I, if I, like, get kicked out of this, is because my computer thinks it, it's okay to restart. <laughs> It's like doing all the things to press a restart, um, and I'm just not gonna press this button because I think they'll kick me out. Um, so if I if I and I I gotta leave her anyways regardless. But I like what you said about accessibility. That's why I think like webtoons and like Crunchyroll, like these things are 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 in like this digital age. People are wanting to like I want to read my, my a web I want to read a web comic right now. Where do I go? I want it right now. Webtoon. There, I just got my fix. Oh, I want to watch my favorite TV show. It's on Hulu or Netflix. Boom, I have my fix. Whereas nowadays, um, which which kind of ties in with the crowdfunding. Oh, I want the next volume of, of Demons. Oh, I've got to wait like four or five months. Um, I, I want to, you know, wait. I have to wait another month to do this. I just think accessibility. I think accessibility and consistency is what is gonna um, give creators like the biggest. Uh, like head start in their journey is to think about those two things are you going to be consistent and then are you how how are you going to be accessible to the consumer so it's and what to and we get some deep stuff here yeah we we always do I mean, like uh when we did world building that was a pretty pretty deep episode of like how like just certain i like that one i read that um i, I read that i listened to that one on my way uh to the office did i done <laughs> to my office to my what let me see. I'm, I have to go through my queue of podcasts. You guys always end up in my queue. Yeah. But I see phones being featured in front of people's eyes. It's going to be a mobile phone. Because I look at the kids nowadays, and they're born with a screen in their face. They always have a tablet or a phone. 
I think it's, I don't know, I think it's like how to, is like, um, how do you adapt the media that you create for, for a new age? It's Webtoon, man. You're doing it. Webtoons has a phone app, and it has a mobile app, and I have that app, and it's like, it looks pretty good on the phone. Do you actually read anything on Webtoon, or are you just an old man? You're the old man in, like, at that house telling the kids, like, go read a comic book. <laughs> in my day, we turned the pages. <laughs> we didn't scroll through them. We didn't scroll. <laughs> in my day, we paid for it. I went to the comic book store. And, like, I, got a, I got a bounce. Okay, oh, we can end, like, end this. It's an hour of recording. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Tyler. Where can we find you before you go? You guys can find me at youtube.com slash drawn talk and uh this has been awesome and i'm gonna make sure that i do an episode um where i talk about this experience because this, this was fun and uh god boost you guys oh thank you so much we'll love to have you again sometime um okay and uh figure we're gonna find you since you me at twitter at figure underscore zero one zero and you can find me at eric mogill at twitter only at eric, not twitter uh thank you very much for listening hope to see you guys again Goodbye. bye